Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, If you haven't seen our AEW Double or Nothing review, it is available right now on the YouTube and wherever podcasts can be found. So be sure to check that out. Get our thoughts on the big AEW show from this weekend. We've got uh, a lot of news, some follow-up, some fallout, if you will, uh, about Double or Nothing, specifically some MJF stuff, some notes on the big media scrum, the incredibly long media scrum. Yeah. Yesterday, Tony Khan talked for a long time yes. about a lot of topics. We're going to talk about that some of that uh, here in just a bit. Also, we're going to review Friday night's SmackDown and uh, probably Friday night's Rampage as well. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it's in the notes here. I got, I got some right. notes on it. And then uh, we're also going to talk about there's actually a beefy Raw preview for tonight, Larson, now that we're back on... We're on the road to Hell in a Cell. It's coming up this coming weekend, I believe, right? That's correct. On Sunday? Is it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday? it is Sunday. It is Sunday, yeah. Um, so, of course, we're going to be doing our live reactions to that. So uh, that's going to be going down on the Twitch. Uh, but first, let's talk about MJF. He was the main topic of conversation over the weekend after he no-showed a meet-and-greet, uh, evidently booked a plane flight out of Las Vegas didn't get on the plane, did in fact show up at Double or Nothing mm-hmm. for uh, the uh, obligatory uh, 10 power bombs he took from Wardlow and was stretchered off. So now the question becomes, what next? We might have some answers, at least in the short term, Larson. What's going yeah. on? So we talked about this briefly on our uh, Double or Nothing recap, but shortly after Double or Nothing concluded, Fife Sean Ross Sapp tweeted, quote, MJF claimed to us that he showed up shortly before his match, left right after, and, and has a lot to think about. Uh, Sean continues, I haven't been able to verify this with other people at the show or if this was planned slash approved slash suggested by AEW. Tony Khan, naturally, was asked about MJF during the post-pay-per-view media scrum. Uh, and Tony Khan's response was, and these transcripts are from Wrestling Observer, quote, I'm not going to comment on that. Got a lot of stuff from the pay-per-view that I can comment on, but I'm not going to comment on that. Finally, PW Insider, 
confirmed Sean Ross Sapp's report stating that, quote, MJF arrived at the venue for the pay-per-view tonight as what was described to PW Insider at the last minute and left the venue right after his match. And they added that, quote, the expectation is that we will not be, is that he will not be on the road at least for the next several uh, TV tapings, possibly longer. Seemed pretty obvious based on the 10 power bombs, him getting stretchered out, him getting the oxygen mask over his nose and eyes. Uh, that he was yeah, being was written off. Funny. It was that yeah. he is being written off for a, a period. Um, you would think, though, we have no confirmation of this. Obviously, for MJF to go and, and and do the thinking that he says he needs to do to see if there's a way for him and Tony Khan to work out something that can make both parties happy, um, and then move forward from there. Or in the event that they come to the table and can't come to that agreement decide what's next for MJF's AEW future. He's 26 years old. Yep. I didn't have nearly the level of maturity to have a career the way he has had at by the time he's 26. There's still a lot you don't know sort of, I don't know, generally speaking, anecdotally speaking, having known a lot of people in my 43 years. At 26, you, you know, you, you ain't got it all figured out. Nope. He's got some big decisions to make. And, you know, I hope that the guy is uh, able to figure it out. I love to see him on TV um, mentally. Hopefully he's he gets to a good place. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy, even though the match did seem, you know, I, he, he did. He did the character work that was necessary to do the job mm-hmm. to get the job done. Um, it, the match did seem a little uninspired. It seemed very basic. It seemed like, let's just come in here. Let's get done what we need to get done mm-hmm. to get Warlow his his win, have him hit those 10 power bombs, and let's move on with it. Even having get to kick off the show, just felt like, all right, let's come in and let's just get it done, and then we yeah. can move on. You know, if, 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 that yeah. sh- if that match had happened later in the show, it also would have you know, cast a bit of a dark cloud over the entire thing. Will, he, will MJF show up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, throughout the day, you know, there weren't any reports of him being seen backstage at the building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure Tony Khan didn't want that kind of lingering over the show as it was supposed to be happening. So yeah. Have the show, yeah. have the match first, have him come, do his thing, have him leave, mm-hmm. you know, let him go get some time to himself. Think about his future. And, you know, maybe sometime soon him and Tony Khan can sit down and work things out. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> what I. What I'd like to hope doesn't happen is the kind of thing that CM Punk would talk about with Vince, where it'd be, you know, two weeks later, you ready to come back, pal? You know, Tony seems like he's willing to give his people the time they need to go do what they want. We've seen this before. I mean, there, there's, according to Sean Ross Sapp, anyways, there was some debate as to exactly what Cody had left on his contract. If there was an option mm-hmm. that could have been picked up, regardless, Tony Khan let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've seen this with um, uh, Kylie Ray two years ago or whatever, you know, she had signed to AEW and she needed to get herself right. And he says, that's fine. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he seems like the kind of guy who, if his, if his wrestlers don't want to be there, if they find themselves mentally in a place where they need to get away, seemingly he's cool with that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's good. That is, um, that is. You don't want, you know, people burn out on the job. We've seen what that looks like before. And so, uh, so yeah. Hopefully, he is able to to figure out how to approach it. MJF is able to figure out. Okay, well, this is my situation. How can I approach this in a way that you know will make keep me healthy and, and keep me happy and, and make everybody, you know, uh, okay with what they're doing from both a personal and a business standpoint. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, best of luck to to everybody involved in that situation. Definitely, definitely. love to see MJF MJF back on my TV, but uh, you know, only in as much as uh, uh, he's healthy doing it. You know, exactly, exactly. Uh, we were just talking about last night's post Double or Nothing media scrum. Uh, as you mentioned to kick off the sh- show, Tony Khan talked a lot and mm-hmm. a lot and even more. So uh, in one instance, he kind of went off when he was asked to respond to Eric Bischoff's statement. CM Punk was the, quote, uh, biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling. Uh, this is what he had to say. These transcripts come from Wrestling Observer. Uh, Tony Khan said, quote, that's a shit opinion. It's the most bullshit opinion I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's, yeah, think, that's what he BS. There's only one person that can attest to that. I don't know what other people. I can only attest to what's happened here in the public record 
some of these things are a matter of public record. We do have over the years a good amount of financial data in pro wrestling. I can tell you uh, no one wrestler has ever come in and made a bigger plus delta financial difference in the history of my company. Talking about Punk. I don't know what plus delta means. Oh, man. You don't know what the plus delta is? No, inform me. Well, I'm the plus delta of the team. It just sounds like you're putting it to yourself over without <laughs> answering my question. So that's of no help to me. There's the plus delta, and then there's Larson. I mean, the I negative have, Larson. I, I, I've had Big Red for four months now. Shouldn't that make me the plus delta? That anyway, doesn't factor into the plus delta here at the I don't know, man. A, a strong champion uh, uh, headline the show definitely makes a, makes for a, a quality plus delta. You know what plus delta is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he continues. <laughs> This is the third anniversary this week. Hey, did you notice? Did you know? By the way, shout out to the Eagle Eye viewers out there. So yesterday in the double or nothing uh, overlay that I made on MJF, I put a little plane ticket uh, <laughs> in, his, in his hand, I think it was. Oh, good job. And and a couple of our Eagle Eye viewers on YouTube. See, that that's what brings the plus Delta Larson. There you go. <laughs> Zondo says Larson's the negative ligma. <laughs> Who in AEW is the negative Ligma, Larson? <laughs> is it the Pillmans? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, anyways. so Tony Khan continues. This is the third uh, year anniversary this week going into year four. No one person has ever made a more positive impact. We just did a record pay-per-view buy. Every pay-per-view, he's done a four pay-per-view cycle now. Every one of them has was the record, whether it was all out where he was a huge part of the draw with Darby Allen, his debut, of course, with the, with the was a huge thing with the first dance, the biggest rampage draw in the history of that show, the matches. He carried the Friday Night War, which, by the way, is a matter of record in fucking court in the state of California that we won the Friday Night War. Just ask Jerry McDevitt, because uh, he effing wrote it. This guy, Punk, won it versus Matt Seidel, who's a great wrestler. He had another uh, great match on Friday night. Uh, he talks more. Uh, he says, uh, Punk, he did it on the Friday Night War. He did the first dance. He's done the record double or nothing. He did the record all out in his debut. He was part of a record full gear and a great match with Eddie Kingston. He's wrestled a bunch of effing young guys uh, and a bunch of veterans in between there. Will Hobbs, Daniel Garcia, goddamn. Then he showed up damn. and did the, the biggest program in terms of everything TV buys ever with MJF. And then he did the goddamn main event here. He's the biggest part of the financial success in the history of this company. Less effing go. Obviously, Punk, Tony Khan started saying, let's fucking go. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> Tony Khan was fired up here. And, yeah, you know, man. like Bischoff, we talked about his initial comments, you know, uh, several weeks back. And he's very focused on seemingly one number, ratings. Yeah. That's Bischoff's go-to. And, and I'm not saying ratings don't matter because they do. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not the only thing that matters. Um, today, when when entertainment is consumed in, 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 a, in a vastly different way than it was 20-some years ago, you mm-hmm. can't just look at raw number uh, viewership and think that's the only metric that, that you have to consider. Um, yeah. You got social media engagement, YouTube <clears throat> numbers, and, and obviously pay-per-view buys are a huge <clears throat> part of it too. And I guess if the idea is since Punk signed, there's been – do the sound for me too, Steve. <sighs> That. My whistle's not wet. That upward trajectory in yeah. the numbers that AEW and their broadcast partners value most as opposed to kind of middling numbers. And if, if the fulcrum of that is Punk signing on and you, after Punk signs on, you see you know that, then it's, yeah. it's been a success for AEW. Yeah, no, I know. I, look, man, it's it's silliness. I don't know. Look, if Eric Bischoff knew so much about TV, he'd probably still be in TV and not doing a podcast. I, I heard a, an ad for, like, I guess his latest podcast, and it's like, it's so anti... It, it's like, if you don't want the fanboy perspective, the perspective of, of, of the people who don't know anything, if you want the real business... Uh, 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 intelligence in this thing. Listen to this podcast. And I'm like, that actually sounds kind of boring. Like, you know, the minutia of the business numbers of wrestling. Like, if it's broken. I It's just, it's like, look, I get it. I understand you got a bit of experience in pro, a lot of experience in pro wrestling business back then. Yeah. It's like, I don't know where he, like, does he, does Bischoff actively work as an executive in TV in 2022? I don't think he does. 
And there are so many, and you and I have seen it, we've talked about it, and we've tweeted about it sometimes. There are so many, as, as CM Punk likes to call them, old head bad faith opinions that I, I, I think that philosophically some of what Eric Bischoff says has some amount of validity to it. You know, when he talked about, hey, you know, you should like philosophically, I agree. You should try to capture some some either lapsed fans or casual wrestling fans. Um, I, I don't think you should do it at the at, you know, at the cost of your hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. But I think that you should be trying to capture well, like just philosophically. I think that's a good you idea to be trying to expand your audience. Yeah. But the idea that he knows better than a guy like Tony Khan, who clearly has built something big out of nothing. I I don't know what his TV deal is going to be like in 2024 or whenever that comes up, but it's probably going to be significantly bigger than what he has now. Yep. Um, and it's just it's silliness. Like, look, I like I, I appreciate what Eric Bischoff contributed to wrestling. I can objectively go back and say, hey, I think there was some cool stuff that he added to the thing, you know, adding the luchadors there and and, and taking a lot of ideas from ECW and putting them on cable TV. That was a cool idea. Stealing the NWO from Japan. That was a cool idea. You know, when you're inspired by other things, whether you want to refer to as homage or inspiration or stealing or whatever, and you can put it all together in a package that people appreciate and really like, like I did back in the day with WCW. I think that's, you know, there's there. That's a valid contribution. But to sit there with your old ways and criticize and say, well, the viewership is blah, 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 not understanding that the landscape is simply different these days. Yep. Like the fact that they get nine hundred and fifty thousand or whatever in total overall viewership doesn't take into account whatever the DVR stuff, the plus three, the plus seven, it doesn't take into account how shit is handled or, or consumed digitally through the various streaming apps, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that when Tony Khan talks about what CM Punk has brought to the company, I see it, you know, it's like when you think about what Danielson brings, when, when Mox brought at the beginning, what Jericho brought at the beginning, when he brings in these names who already have value, and he's able to capitalize on them and use them to what amounts to their fullest potential. I think that, yes, of course, it's going to make a massive difference to his company. And he knows better than anybody else. He knows what the plus delta is, Larson. Oh, I looked up the plus delta. This is what it, this is what I found. Definition of plus delta evaluation is a formative evaluation process. Process provides- that provides feedback on an experience or event. How come we're going to do it together? Oh, or, or event and collects ideas, collects for, ideas future for future improvement improvements. It's framed, framed in an improvement language rather than language that might be experienced negatively. negatively. The plus, the plus identifies what, 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 what well. Dreville had it in chat here. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's fine. Technical speed. There's probably a lot of that technical jargon that I've never heard of and I'll probably never yep. hear again YPMP, unless Tony Khan says it. all sorts of technical stuff. Exactly. You got that right. Exactly. So, uh, I think, look. Tony Khan knows better than anybody else how his business is going. And I don't think he would be as hyped up as he was last night if things weren't going pretty well for AEW. I know. He said several times uh, over the last week that he's had a really good meeting with, uh, you know, the new regime in charge over at Warner uh, Discovery. Mm-hmm. And if he's gotten good feedback from his broadcast partners and feels secure about his future with mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Warner Discovery family of networks. Yeah. That's going to give him hope, I would think, and optimism for the next TV deal being far greater than this one. And once that happens, then, you know, there's been all this talk about where, well, you know, in terms of talent, he's got a budget for that. Mm-hmm. And if the next TV deal uh, is significantly larger, well, obviously that potentially leads to a, a larger budget for talent. And we can see mm-hmm. people getting raises, um, yeah. you know, and, and, if, if they're really happy about the performance of AEW, we see a much larger marketing push, especially now mm-hmm. that Punk, a name that casual and lapsed fans are familiar with, is champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 it just makes all the sense in the world, man. And it's like you can try to deny it and say, you know, oh, and look, we we've made plenty of we've made we've had plenty of views here on going and Ron and 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 downloads. You know, criticizing AEW for things that we feel warrant criticism, and uh, and 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 but Bischoff is a guy with a name and a history, and you know that carries a lot of weight. But there's also sort of like a well, I've been there and I know better 
aspect to that. Um, and and I think that's probably what gets under the skin a little bit. Yeah, it's like yeah, you've been there thirty years ago, and uh, and this is a completely different day and age. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 a bunch of silliness. But yeah, I don't know. It's cool. You know, I <laughs> even Lucha blog. It was like I could. I had a hard time sleeping last night. It was yeah, like one o'clock in the morning. And like Lucha Blog was uh, tweeted something about man uh, Tony Khan's you know uh, got a second win after midnight and Tony Khan responded to Lucha Blog and said these are my peak performance hours my peak creative performance hours or something like that he's like I really love your your Twitter feed though you've taught me so much about Lucha wrestling <laughs> Tony Khan just going through his Twitter and I'm like man at one o'clock in the morning is his peak. Mm-hmm. One o'clock, I mean Vegas time. Who knows what that means for you know? What, is he up at three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, who knows? Four o'clock in the morning, uh, 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 Jacksonville time, mm-hmm. uh, as his peak. Uh, you know, that's my peak deep deep hours. Yeah, me right too. There. Ideally, I, 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 the only thing I'm thinking about or it's going on in my brain are dreams. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, but. yeah, man. Creative dreams. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. There is a WWE out there. I know that might be uh, difficult for people to believe after this weekend. It's all AEW. It's been all but AEW. No. But don't worry, WWE hell. will dominate the news this upcoming weekend because they got a loaded hell to sell car that I think, of, what, there's three matches announced so far? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's Lashley uh, and uh, Amos, uh, Amos, Seth, and Cody. Seth Cody. And then Becky, Asuka, and, and Bianca. Bianca. Yeah. That's all it's been yeah. announced so far, unless I'm missing something, which is entirely yeah. possible. Hey, let me ask you something. Have you ever punched a clock? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I have. We were like, asked have... that in the in the comments of our YouTube channel. You... Somebody said, somebody said, yeah, I'd be upset if new people came in and made a lot more money than me. You guys are out of touch. Have you? When's the last time you punched a clock? <laughs> I mean, it was it was right out of right out of high school. I was working. Was it like know? a literal clock? Like not not you know I mean, like the, the clock yeah the clock in and clock out. Well, I mean, did it you was, have a card? Yeah, there was a card. It wasn't a oh, okay. It was, you know, like a scan card. Yeah, I did that once. It was a job that I had for literally a day because I went through training and I hated it. Yeah. Um. And and I, but I remember having punched a clock and I've like signed. I've logged in. I've signed into like a little phone thing before. Yeah. But I was the, like punch the first a clock. job I had at high school. It was it was yeah. You had to you had to you had to clock in and out. I mean, I've, I've had to fill of, out time cards and stuff before. Yeah, I've had to do that, yeah. It was one of the funnier comments I'd seen lately. So you guys are out of touch. When's the last time you punched a clock? I'm like, thankfully, it's been a it's while. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the last time I punched a clock was the last time Eric Bischoff was relevant. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, yeah, exactly. Mr. P. Lord says Steve's one day is a gold miner. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, SmackDown. I watched this on a fr- late Friday night oh, because I was, I was on the True Heel Heat podcast because they talked oh, about right. it the next day. I was like, oh, boy, I got it. So I got to like refresh. Was SmackDown good? Can you remind me? It oh, was, the Kevin Owens show was really good. That was a lot of fun, and 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 they got the wheels in motion of the, this continuation of Riddle's story with Bloodline. Um, and depending how they play it, depending how – there's a lot of ifs here about this Orton injury situation. Uh, they commented on on it during the show on Friday that he's going to see some specialist orthopedists. I think they said a neurologist or a neurosurgeon to to determine a, a, a treatment plan, whether he's going to need surgery. So during the show, uh, Nakamura said, I have a new tag partner, or I have a tag partner, and he wanted to fight you, uh, Usos, one uh, by himself. 
But I was like, no, let's do it together. And of course, the Usos are like, oh, it's Boogs. Then we hurt him. And Nakamura says, nah, it's Riddle. And so during an interview later on, Riddle says, this was Orton's idea. Mm-hmm, yeah. For him yeah. to join forces with Nakamura, which I don't know. But if, say, Orton comes back later this fall, um, you know, and, and assuming that Riddle's had some has had some measure of success teaming with Nakamura, that can be a source of tension between the two of them, where Orton says, You moved on so quickly from your best friend, your mentor, to to go after your vengeance. Uh, you know, I, I I don't really care for that. Now I'm going to RKO you. You know, yeah. I, I kind of I I kind of feel like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That that could be if Riddle and Nakamura become a thing. I get the feeling like my read on it is Riddle is now just Bloodline Hunter, and so he'll he'll just show up and align with anybody who's who's got the same agenda as him. So I don't know if this is going to be. I mean, I know they're going to have a match. They're going to lose against the Usos. But I don't know if if Riddle and Nakamura are going to be a thing. I feel like this is Nakamura is more just sort of a means to an end for Riddle. He's like, I just want to get these guys, and who else has beef with them? You? Okay, cool. Let's team up. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think that I think that Orton and Riddle feud is going to happen probably in the lead up to Mania next year. Um, and like you said, if he comes back, you know, in the early fall or something, that's you know that sort of lines up with that um, to get that started. But uh, but yeah no I like I because I think also it would benefit Riddle a lot if you don't immediately sort of put him on a regular basis with another guy mm-hmm. because we've seen that already and I think he needs to this needs to be the launching pad for his solo gig definitely uh, agreed yeah yeah and and I so I hope that that's not the case although knowing WWE they're going to take it week by week and Riddle and Nakamura might end up having really good chemistry and they'll just keep it going. And that that could be WWE, but I don't know. When it comes to Bloodline, I get the feeling that Heyman sort of, you know, got his hands in, it and he's gonna. I think Riddle might be helped by having a feud with the Bloodline because I think it won't be just spinning wheels a lot, um, mm-hmm. because they're they're actually telling a bit of a story there. Yeah. Um, I loved I loved the Kevin Owens show with Sami Zayn. Yeah. I thought it was so wonderfully done. Their chemistry, as always, is impeccable, and my heart broke a little bit. When Kevin Owens says, where's your bloodline? Go ahead. I'll introduce the bloodline. Where are they? Here's the bloodline. And the look on Sammy's face. Oh, he was crushed. Was heartbreaking. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And then later on when he's like, hey, can I be, you know, like an associate, you know, an honorary member? And Jay wanted nothing to do with that. And Jimmy was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. You could be, you know, just knowing full. We all know that they're just doing that to use him. Mm-hmm. That there is no affiliation there. It's simply when we need a sack of shit to take a pin, when we need a fall guy, a patsy, whatever, you're that guy. And yeah. we can all see it. And it's like, this could lead to, this could lead to, I would love to see this lead to a face Sammy taking on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And of course, losing, but that crowd would be huge oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. Sammy. Yeah, they would Massive be. Massive for him if they pull this off. And it's interesting kind of dynamic now with Jimmy being the one that's kind of employing uh, uh, Roman's kind of bag of tricks in terms mm-hmm, of manipulating yeah. people to achieve yeah. whatever goals Bloodline has rather than Jay. Yeah. You know, Jimmy yeah. at the, at, you know, early on was like kind of, eh, I'm in, but I'm not. I'm yeah, in to yeah, get my yeah. brother out. Well, now yeah. I'm in because we're successful. Now mm-hmm. I'm just in, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a process with Jimmy, and they've taken their time with it. It's been pretty solid. This was such a great moment. Anstron here reminds me in the chat. Sammy calling Kevin Oose yeah. was hilarious. Oh, that was amazing. That that whole segment was absolutely fantastic. Um, I like the stuff here. Obviously, we're on the road to Walter Gunther becoming oh, yeah. Intercontinental Champion. So we had a tag match where Marcel Bartel took on most of the load in that match, and which got was kind pin. of interesting. And got the win. And, yeah. and got the pin. That's right. Yeah. Which is good because I was worried they were just going to kind of have him be uh, Gunther's mouthpiece, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. Marcel Bartel is a fantastic wrestler in his own right. He really is. Um, yeah. And so it, it would it would be kind of a bummer just to have him do the talking for, for Volter. And not mm-hmm. have him wrestle, but thankfully, this looks like they're going to have him wrestle as well, and that's and that's fantastic because I think them as a team, and then of course individually, uh, could do some really good stuff on SmackDown. 
Absolutely. Let's go ahead and just dive into it. Sure. We're gonna. I'm not saying we're gonna speed run this, but we're gonna go through it. Uh, so the Usos come out. They drop a promo where they do the thing where they say, "Hey, we've been here a long time. We couldn't do it without you know. Uh, we got everybody here to thank." And then, of course, they say, "We couldn't do it without you know." And we 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 owe our success to nobody, just to ourselves. None of you. You guys all suck. It was kind of a hokey promo, to be honest with you. I felt like they really had something with that crowd because they eventually got the crowd to start chanting, you know, Uso, Uso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're, they they're the like, thing hey, they we've been here 12 on. years. We have ups and downs. We won titles, you know, mm-hmm. been successful. We've been on the road, been away from our families. People who have always been there for us has been you, the fans. Yeah, yeah, right. And then they just turn on everybody. They do. They um, do. So, uh, anyways, uh, so they do that. And then that brings out, like you said, uh, Nakamura. He says, my partner and you, and me and my partner challenged you guys to a match for the tag titles. And I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? Who, Boogs? And he's like, no, it's this guy, Riddle. So Riddle and Nakamura get on the apron. They brawl with the Usos. They fight them off. Riddle gets back in the ring. The Usos double-team him, fling him out of the ring. Nakamura gets in, and he gets double-teamed as well. And then Riddle hits the Usos with a floating bro. They end up fleeing. So they yep. Riddle and Nakamura stand tall. They do. Uh, then we are going to have... Well, we're supposed to have Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, after Raquel makes her entrance, we cut backstage to the women's locker room, and Shotzi's there with uh, Aaliyah, Zia Lee, Natalia, and Shayna. And Shotzi's like, why is Raquel getting another chance when we keep getting overlooked and passed over? She goes to Zia and says, you're undefeated. Why aren't you out there? And Zia Lee just walks out. And she goes, Aaliyah, I don't like you, but you have the fastest win ever. Even you deserve a title shot. Aaliyah just walks out. And so she turns to Natalia and Shayna, uh, you know, says, you both deserve title opportunities too. We're the best in the world in letting another opportunity pass them by. We go to commercial, we come back, and we get a, a, a Knockmore and Riddle interview. And that's when Riddle says, yeah, Orton said, hey, this was Orton's idea for me to team up with Nakamura. And, and then Nakamura goes, yeah, Riddle is no Boogs. And the Riddle says, yeah, Nakamura is no Randy, but we still have the potential for greatness. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't yeah. really seem like this team is going to be lasted very long. <laughs> it doesn't really feel that way. No. Hey, but a ma- I don't know if they'll do it because they're both faces, but a match with Riddle against Nakamura would be, be great. pretty stellar. Be yeah. Great. Um, yeah, and I like this. I like the Shotzi bit. So after that, we had uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Well, it was supposed to be Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey. We had Natalia, Shayna, and Shotzi leave the locker room, but the door locks behind Natty and Shayna, and Shotzi's stuck in there, and then outside the locker room, Aaliyah's holding the key. So the shoes on the other foot, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. Uh and then uh and then yeah, all hell breaks loose because Raquel uh and Ronda are having their match. Natalia and Shayna attack. SmackDown rolls on, we get ourselves a tag team match. Natalia and Shayna versus Ronda and Raquel, but I kinda like it because like a lot of women were on screen this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this role for Shotzi as sort of, you know, would be manipulator trying to, you know, get everybody against uh Raquel Rodriguez and mm-hmm. and, and her own motives are obviously uh in question here yeah um and so we get that tag match and uh raquel hits a texas bomb now they're calling it the tejano bomb mm-hmm. uh on on shana mm-hmm. to get the win here yep so yeah gone are the days i guess it's taboo to say ching going a bomb apparently can't say that now texas no, no. bomb texas tejano bomb. bomb yeah, yeah. uh there was a good moment here between uh Although brief between Shayna and Ronda, where at one point Raquel sh- uh, shoves Shayna and she bumps into Ronda, they turn and kind of a stare down until Natalia pulls Ronda out of the ring, and that just that was right before Raquel hit her finish on mm-hmm. Shayna. Uh, we have a New Day interview. They're asked who you, who their partner is, and Kofi's like, "Does Netflix give away the ending to Stranger Things?" He makes a couple other analogies. Wood says everyone's been asking them to join them in their fight against the brawling brutes. Um, he says uh, we could uh, talk about who our partner is, uh, but the point is that anybody could be our partner. We have the element mm. of surprise in our favor, and uh, with their partner, they're going to go on to defeat the Brawling Brutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do 
is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, um, <clears throat> after that, we had uh, Los Lothari. This was great. Shanky is fantastic. And I love when they do this. A little bit of character and, and personality of people. Los Lotharios versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. So Jinder's music hits. And like, where's Jinder? So Jinder's looking for Shanky backstage, mm-hmm. and he hears his own music. He opens up the door, and Shanky is in there with a little boombox, and he's dancing to Jinder's music, which is a banger. Yeah, it is. And uh, he's like, come on, man. It's time to get to the ring. Shanky loves to dance. Uh, so at one point during the match, Angel rips off his pants. He does that bit, and he dances for Samantha Irvin, the um, uh, ring, ring announcer. announcer. Yeah. And she's all, she, she's like kind of put off by it. She's like, yeah, that doesn't do much for me. And so Shanky starts dancing behind him and then he bops Angel in the head, follows out with a super kick. Umberto then, Jinder is distracted by these Shanky shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Umberto hits a springboard kick on Jinder, gets the win. And then Jinder goes out there and he gives Shanky shit for dancing. Shanky says, uh, uh, enough. He turns to Samantha Irvin, smiles, and he starts dancing for her. And Pat McAfee's all about it. This and she's like more receptive to that. She's like, mm-hmm. "Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah." This was this was hilarious. It was right? pretty fun. It was fun. Uh, then we get Max Max Dupree walking into Adam Pierce's office. He says, "Hey, I hope he's you a close me. talker. He is a this close Max talker. Dupree. It's like uh, Judge Reinhold on Seinfeld." <laughs> yeah, uh, he says, "I hope you checked with uh, W Legal." so that my modeling agency can start creating the next generation of WB superstars. And Adam Pierce says, yes, I've you're, I checked with them. Your contract is legal and binding. It's official, and I'm officially welcoming you to SmackDown. And Dupree says, yes, the recruitment process, process begins. And sorry, Adam Pierce, you don't make the cut. Not shocking. Pierce is kind of older. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I understand that the modeling business is, is for the, the youthful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Pierce is not that. So, sorry, Pierce. What a burn. Like, did he have to tell him that? Did Pad Pierce applied to be I don't know. part did, of the maximum did, did Adam, Adam Pierce submit a headshot? Right, like an 8x10. He's yeah, like, man, this is from 2000. Portfolio of some sort. I don't know. You don't really look like this anymore, Adam. Yeah. It's true. Although he kind of does look the same, to be honest. These two had a match back in 2011. Wow. Max Dupree and Adam Pierce. Wow. Back when Max Dupree was uh, Sean, whatever. Yeah. His shooting. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, we had next up, we had the Kevin Owens show with Sami Zayn. Uh, so he says, uh, so he's on SmackDown for this episode. You know, brand split is whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's there doing his show. He's like, I'm here on SmackDown from Raw to find the truth. And I'm dealing with a disgusting liar by the name of Elias. And a hell in a cell and make him regret uh, him showing his beardless face in the WWE. He says, so here's my my buddy, Sami Zayn. Sami gets to the ring. They have a big old hug. They're catching up. 
Sammy says, you know, I know there was some bad blood last time we were together. And Kevin Owens says, yeah, I don't even remember what that was about. And Sammy says, you know, you've been doing great work. Uh, or Kevin Owens says, you've been doing great work, Sammy, here as, as locker room leader. And Sammy says, oh, you've been doing great work on Raw as well. He's like, you know, Elias and Ezekiel, clearly they're the same person. And Kevin Owens, he just looks at him, the most sincere look, and he just hugs him with the most warmth because finally his best friend, you know, the only person in the world who will acknowledge and believe him that they are the same person. So Sammy's like, are, are you crying? And Kevin Owens is like, no. It's nice to hear you say that, though. He's like, you, you always have my back, just like I've always had yours. And Kevin Owens, uh, he says, hey, you know, you, you got to drop all this stuff here on SmackDown. I need you to come to Raw with me and call out all the liars in the locker room. Sammy's like, you know, I've always had your back, but uh, now it's not a good time. You know, the locker room needs me. The bloodline needs me. You know, it's just not a good time, Moose. Kevin Owens is like, uh, did, did you just call me Ooze? And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I've been hanging out with the bloodline so much. They're just, they're just, you know, we're rubbing off on each other. And Kevin Owens says, you know, Sammy, you're, you're not in the bloodline, man. You know, you come out here wearing your shirt and you're praising them. It, it kind of makes you look like a moron. And Sammy says, oh, just, you know, I was just being nice earlier when I said that Elias and Ezekiel are, are the same person. You're clearly two different people. So who's the moron now? They start calling each other liar and moron, liar and moron. And uh, and so they go on and on. Kevin Owens uh, tells Sammy to snap out of it. He says, if you're so tight with the bloodline, why did they ditch you on Raw? If you're so tight with them, if I called them out now, they wouldn't leave you high and dry. He, so he introduces the bloodline. And he says, see, they couldn't care less about you. And Sammy says, whatever, because they don't come out. He says, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. He leaves. Kevin Owens follows. He says, forget about this stuff. Just come to Raw with me. Sammy pushes him. He says, go to Raw and stay there. And then, uh, and then a couple of PAs come in and start their indie talent, but they look like WWE uh, production assistants. Yeah, start tearing down the Kevin Owens show set. So of course, Kevin Owens gets heard about that, gets in there and gives them both stunners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Ricochet and Drew Gulak taking on Walter and Marcel Bartel. Uh, yeah, we mentioned this at the beginning uh, or during the SmackDown, kind of uh, uh, talking about it, about it in a nutshell, the highlights, if you will. Bartel getting the win. Uh, I mean, down the stretch at the end, Walter only stepped in the ring to distract Ricochet briefly. Mm-hmm. And Bartel yep. picked up the win, hit a suplex on Gulak, followed with a, P- a PK kick uh, after the match. Uh, Ricochet gets in the ring to check on Gulak. Uh, uh, Walter boots Ricochet out of the ring and then tells Bartel to kick Gulak again, and he does. Yep. Uh, after that, the Sam, uh, Sami Zayn is talking to the Usos backstage. He's like, you know, I feel like I'm not getting respect from you guys. You know, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is it you guys want from me? He says, what if I joined the bloodline? And they're like, what? He's like, no, no, I know you're not. I know I'm not your family. I know I'm not actual blood, but like, you know, an affiliate, like an honorary member. And Jimmy's like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Honorary Us. And Sammy's like, yes. He's like, if you need it, you need anything, I've got it. He says, uh, and Jimmy says, yeah, you know what? You don't even need to say it. And so they go into their room, and he's very excited. He is very excited. Uh, then we have our main event, Brawling Brutes versus New Day and Mystery Partner. So before New Day and Mystery Partner come to the ring, Sheamus has a promo. Says, essentially, it doesn't matter who their partner is. Uh, we're still going to win. Um, and uh, so Woods and Kofi come out, and then uh, Woods asks, brawling brutes if there's some kind of off-brand wrestling buddies they say Sheamus is right about one thing tonight is fight night but it's not gonna be two versus three it's actually gonna be an unfair fight because of their partner and they introduce Drew McIntyre pretty much mm-hmm. who we thought it was gonna be uh in the end uh, Drew gets the win for the Drew day oh sorry no Xavier Woods does sorry so Drew hits uh Ridge is looking for a power slam Drew escapes hits a headbutt Claymore tags in Woods Xavier hits that awesome top rope elbow on Ridge Holland to get the win yep yeah Pat with the uh with all the puns there too the Drew day big D instead of Big E. yeah it was good stuff mm-hmm. I wish his kilt was teal and pink yeah new day colors yeah uh we also had a rampage it's gonna be a little weird because it's the go home to uh, Talk about speed double, run. We'll really speed double runs. or nothing. Yeah. So we had a. Uh, it, really it was a really good hour of wrestling television, though. Um. Yeah. No, it was good. I'm trying to remember what happened here. Oh yeah, we had, we saw the the debut of that awesome custom TNT title, oh, uh, Laker beautiful. title. Ooh beautiful. boy, 
Beautiful. That is a pretty. Oh, yeah. This had the Statlander so, uh, Ruby match. That really was a good match. Amazing. Danielson versus Seidel was awesome. That was a great match. Yeah. So uh, Danielson uh, gets the uh, guillotine. It's knee plus, bunch of elbows, locks on the guillotine to get the win over Seidel there. We had a Hookhausen video package. Um, this was fun. So the Young Bucks came out cosplaying as the Hardys, and they have Gangrel with them. Yeah, that was great. Who hasn't aged a day. He looks the exact. He looked. Uh, I made this joke on the True Heel Heat podcast. He looked fifty five back in nineteen ninety nine. He looks fifty five now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they took on Taylor Rust, formerly of the Diamond Mine. Yeah, and John Cruz. Yeah, who, uh, um, Young Bucks are just doing all sorts of hardy moves. They win with the twist of fate and Swanton. Then they lay out Gangrel after the match, set him up for a BTE trigger. Hardys come out to make the save. Uh, they're about to hit the the young bucks with a twist of fate. Cutler makes the the save there. He ends up eating a DDT from Gangrel. Twist of fate, Swanton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see here. We had, <clears throat> excuse me, Darby Allen promo after that, uh, where he blames Kyle for taking out Sting, Kyle O'Reilly, and he challenges to a match of double or nothing. Mm-hmm. We already talked about that match. Then we had Dante Martin versus uh, Max Caster. Dante Martin picked up the ring here. But, of course, the highlight was all the uh, acclaimed ass boy stuff yeah. uh, before the bell. Yeah, it always, it always makes me laugh. This is like the second time with these guys. So they give Bowens the mic because he's, of course, in the wheelchair, and he starts doing his shtick. And in the middle of his shtick, you don't see what happens because it's off screen, but Bowen says, oh, my God. And, yeah. and then they cut, and Dante Martin's done, like, yeah. a tope over onto Laid everybody there. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to think of this pairing of, of Gun Club and the Acclaim, but so far it's been great. It's been, Everybody's it's been getting the best out of everybody. Yeah. Billy Gunn loving the acclaimed and hating his own sons is mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're really knocking this one out of the park. They are. They are. Yeah, you mentioned that Dante got the win with the nosedive. We got a Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Bebe video package hyping up there. Uh, Owen Hart tournament final. Uh, bout. And then we get the segment where Scorpio Sky receives his new custom TNT title and is absolutely amazing. Uh, so uh, then we go to the Tron. Sammy, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Uh, Ty Conti and Frankie Kazarian barge into the America Top Team gym. And Kazarian's about to smash a trophy case, the one the TNT title's in. And Sammy says, no, 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 no. Uh, let's go over here. He wants the BMF title instead, so they smash up that case. They each take a, a belt from there and then challenge uh, America Top Team to a match at double or nothing. Scorpio Sky says, it's gone on too long. If you want a, the mixed trios match, you got it. But when we win, neither Sammy nor Frankie can challenge for the TNT title again. I wonder if Frankie saw this interview. Because, like, I mean, he, well, I think so because he was the only one acting with any sense of urgency during their match at Double or Nothing. No, I like like when it happened. Like, did oh. he have a chance, or he got to like Vegas and went to the venue, and they're like, okay, so yeah, remember if you guys lose, no more TNT. To- what? I don't even want to pair with these guys. Now you're telling me that this is on the line. He should not have agreed to that match. No, you shouldn't agree to it. No, not at all. Not at all. We had Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander uh, doing their pre-match interview. Ruby says, uh, you know, I've been doubting myself, losing the confidence I had when I came to AEW. I need this. It's going to be a turning point in my career, even if I have to beat my friend, Chris Statlander. Statlander's having none of it. She's like, yeah, everybody needs to win this tournament. said, what you need to understand, Ruby, said, I've been here since the beginning, and what what have I got to show for it? No title, that's for sure. Having a blown-out knee, being the backup plan for this tournament, all my friends turning on me. So what you need to understand is I'm not letting this opportunity slip away from me like I let every other one go. Nothing can stop me. This was a hell of a promo, Mm -hmm. and it got this crowd fired up, Mm -hmm. and they were booing the finish when Ruby actually won. There was a sequence here when it looked like Statlander had this win, and it was like 2.99999, and that crowd was not happy because Ruby ends up getting the win with the roll-up here and and then gets on the mic, and she has to like quiet the crowd a couple times because they're booing. They're like, okay, I get it. I know, and Britt comes out. And Ruby's supposed to cut a promo on her. And she's like, okay, guys, I get it. I know. You would rather have the other person win. Britt, you're next. Shut up, everybody. You're supposed to be cheering me right now. Yeah, I know. I know. It worked out that way. Odd odd little bit of sort of misreading 
a particular room. I mean, this is the kind of thing, man. We texted about this a little bit. We talked about it a little bit. You know, when you when you sign somebody and people are very excited about it, you got to feature them mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to have a situation like this with Statlander, who everybody has loved from day one and is always just like she said in her promo, legitimately been given kind of the short shrift. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever when she came back from injury that time, huge pop. People want, and she's one of their best wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And she's never really featured. And it's it's a bummer. And I think it's sort of reached ahead where it's like, man, we like Ruby, but Chris has been here from day one. And she is on par in terms of the wrestling with Ruby. And Ruby's just she's not featured enough for us to really care much more than, oh, cool, it's Ruby. With Chris, it's like, man, we know you've given everything you've had. Mm-hmm. We want to see her move on mm-hmm. and move up rather mm-hmm. um and so it all sort of came to a head towards the finish of this match yeah yeah i, I mean i'd be surprised if it affected the outcome of the match at double or nothing you know i i, I would suspect that they had brit kind of penciled in to win regardless but if if it oh that was permanent sp- marker man yeah <laughs> that was permanent yeah. marker um but if you know if if ruby's reaction after her win in any way changed not necessarily what happened to double or nothing, but what they might have in store for Ruby going forward. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you you would like to think that maybe it's like maybe he couldn't get out of it in the moment, but maybe it would be cause for, you know, Tony to look at this and say, okay, well, you know, I need to change up things. Maybe how I do. I mean, honestly, he just needs to feature more women on cable yep. TV. Yep. Otherwise this kind of thing's going to happen all the time. You're going to get fans who are resentful that certain people like Stantlander are not featured more who really have been waiting for a long time for a bigger opportunity. And you're going to have situations like Ruby Soho where you're paying a bunch of money to bring somebody in who's been released from WWE and then you don't feature him and the crowd doesn't care about the person anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, we got a raw tonight. There's actually preview, a substantial wow. preview. Wow. Uh, first up here says Bobby Lashley, Amos, and MVP signed the contract for their two-on-one handicap match at Hell in a Cell. More just talking, dude. More just just talking. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, there hopefully there won't be any talking in this segment. It'll just be like you know they'll wreck the table and they'll just, they'll look at the beat each out. other up. Yeah. Exactly. Quick. Quick signature and just yeah, then then just start wrecking stuff. Yes, then destruction happens. Yes, yeah. uh, we got Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle to battle the Usos in a championship contenders match. Oh, I guess they have to win the championship contenders match because that's the only way apparently you can get a title shot anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to beat the champions, the champions to, beat, to get a chance to, to fight to beat the, champions. the champions. Yeah, exactly. Bianca Belair and Oscar are going to have a match apparently ahead of their triple threat. That's going to be good. Oh, Becky a Lynch's clean finish there. Minimal. Minimal. Becky's going to wonk that finish. Oh, yes. Bianca's probably going to get kicked in the head again. <laughs> She's going to catch a straight kick to the head. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, and then uh, Cody Rhodes is set to respond to Seth freaking Rollins' More talking. latest attack. Lots More of talking on on, uh, on yeah, the schedule for Raw tonight. three hours to fill. You know, three hours, man. Well, we got some questions here from our uh, Twitter thread. At Real Going in Raw every Monday. If you want to ask a question for us for our Friday show, well, this Friday, that's not going to be the case because I got a graduation to go to, so we're going to probably replace it with a countout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but usually, yeah, that's why you sub to the YouTube so that you'll see the uh, notification for the questions thread on the community tab. Yeah. White Brownie says, with Punk now AEW champion, where does he rank in comparison to other current champions. So he's no tribal chief. There's no Okada. I'd put him on maybe Okada tier. I like Punk. I think I, he's I great. think Punk's a, a quality champion. Uh he's he's better than Josh Alexander. I like Josh Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Punk hasn't beat in, in 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 name recognition alone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He uh, might be honestly, Punk might be number one in name recognition. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll go look at Google Trends and see where Punk um, how Punk measures up compared to Roman. Let's get a Q scores account. There we go. Uh, Anthony Tobias with Roosh now in AEW. Who would you like to see come to AEW from either CMLL or AAA? Chessman, Chessman and Sting team up. That'd be good. That's what um, I want to see. 
course, Dr. Wagner Jr. Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, Lord uh, Ziffer, the TNT title is now gone at least two pay-per-views without being defended on. Book a banger TNT title match for All Out. So Scorpio uh, Sky versus... Well, make it a ladder match. Um, and you put uh, Starks. Uh, put Dante Martin back in there. Mm-hmm. Swerve. Where has Lee Moriarty been? I don't know. I just thought about that uh, this morning, too. He's put great. him in that match. Yeah, Swerve. That's good. And then... Um, and then... Uh, Jeff Hardy. You know, I feel like they could really do a good match, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. You know that's oh. where this is going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like a year from now. You know, they, they, they can spin some wheels. They, take they can time. spin some wheels. Look at Julia Hart. They can spin some wheels over there. Uh, let's see here. Greg Morris says, when you wanted Orange Cassidy to win the title during last year's three-way at double or nothing, uh, could Eddie Kingston win the title at a dynamite a la Foley on Raw. He holds it for a few weeks, and it gives fans a big memorable moment. I think, like, and you know what, man? In a couple of years when AEW is, like, super established, I think it'd be fun for them to do some Attitude Era booking with their mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally sooner than that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. he wants to get some good reigns established first. And then, yeah, do some of that shit. Yeah, who knows? Uh, man from out west with what is happening happened with MJF. Do you think this cancels all chances of him taking the title off Punk? No, if 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 MJF and Tony Khan can work things out, I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna preclude MJF for winning the title. You know, it just depends yeah. on on what what kind of agreement they can reach, if any, and and what MJF's short term future with AEW looks like. If we, I'll put it this way: I feel like if we see MJF in AEW again. Mm-hmm. It will mean that they will have sorted out whatever these issues mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. and both sides will be happy with the agreement they came they come to. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then I fully expect him to be world champion. Absolutely. Now, if that agreement remains, he's a free agent in 2024. Tony Khan has to give that a second thought. Because yeah. do you want to put a title on the guy that's going to be going that could potentially be leaving for another company? I mean, I guess I guess the the counter to that would be you put the M, you put the title at MJF still because you have a plan to build up somebody to take the title off MJF that that for example Wardlow that the payoff to that story would be worth giving the MJF the title. Depends, that could be. It depends on what plan he may have. During and after MJF's reign, uh, Cameron Bordalazzo with Athena. Well, sorry, will will Athena be the first person to beat Jade? If they treat Athena the same way they treated Ruby Soho, no. Yeah. Um. It 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 sort of remains to be seen how they're going to uh, approach Athena's creative and how much shine they're going to give her. I will say they should take their time building to their one-on-one match. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. obvious we're going to get a six-woman tag match here very soon between Jade, uh, with Jade, Kira, and Red Velvet taking on uh, Statlander, uh, Athena, and uh, uh, Anna Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems that match is going to happen on Rampage, and then the singles match is going to happen the following week. I know, Rampage. that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> but they should take their time with it. Yeah, I agree. Athena should be a big deal. She is yes. like probably at this point, she's probably one of the top five wrestlers on the entire roster. Oh, absolutely. She's phenomenal. Absolutely she's phenomenal. phenomenal. She really absolutely is. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh let's see here. Um okay, power rank. Hart asks us to power rank these AW five versus right. five gimmick matches. Stadium Stampede twenty twenty, which was Elite versus Inner Circle. Stadium Stampede twenty twenty one, Inner Circle versus Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Blood and Guts, Inner Circle versus Pinnacle, Anarchy in the Arena. I'll be honest with you. Anarchy in the arena would be my number one. Blood and guts would probably be my my number four. It'd be my last one. Yeah, I think I I might put the first stadium stampede uh, at number one on my list because that match was tons of fun and that finish that had was, hangman on the horse, right? Yeah, and that finish was crazy. Kenny hitting the uh, one winged angel off that camera platform on Sammy. Yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. 
That was nice. So I might have that one, and then Anarchy in the Arena, the second stadium stampede, and then Blood and Guts after that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Toby asked, do you think Tony should start these big shows earlier given worldwide viewership? <sighs> yeah, I would be happy with that. And we're on the West Coast, so like we get the earliest feed. Yeah, yeah. I would I would be happy with that. Yeah, they should start it. The main card should start at four. At the latest. Mm-hmm. Uh, come Tuesday. Why isn't Tuesday. Shot, why why isn't Shotgun Saturday night on Peacock? I have no idea. Man, the list. So like I did a WrestleJuice video on this recently about like shit that's still missing. You know, the all like so many of the hidden gems never made it to Peacock. A mm. lot of stuff did not make it to Peacock. Wow. Um and that and the, the bottom line is they just stopped worrying about adding content because they got what they wanted the pay per views. Mm-hmm. That's why the the infrastructure, the user interface, just sucks. Like you have to figure out what season. Know. You know, if it's like, oh, I want to watch Raw from two thousand and four. Well, now you got to do some math to figure out yeah, what season. It they was. didn't. They didn't build a, a separate infrastructure for the wrestling content that, apart from you know like. Like The Office, I'm sure it makes sense to have it broke down to seasons in, in episodes because that's how TV is typically structured. Wrestling's different, though. Mm-hmm. It's not seasons of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just on all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, we can end with this one. Mayor Planet mm-hmm. Houston, what is your overall assessment of Hangman Page's title reign? Um, I think I've been pretty clear that I, I've really enjoyed hangman story from the very beginning till the win and even thereafter um i know people have criticized it and i think because he didn't have a whole lot of showy moments a lot of his story wasn't about showy moments it's about subtlety and nuance and character as opposed to huge plot moments or plot twists um after he won the title he just had a series of really good matches some really incredible matches um and i think his story isn't over. We just we're in the middle of the story of him becoming. We talked about playing last night. Him becoming more self-assured, more confident about who he is, and when he finally reaches that moment, that's when he'll get the title back, and we'll kind of feel like the culmination of his early story arc in AEW. And this might even take another year or two to come. You know, back to that. Um, I think the character work that he's doing. And the character work they're booking for him has been really good. Um, I'm really interested to see what he's going to do next. I feel like his title reign needed to feel like it had a bigger spotlight on it to give us a more clear sort of reason as to why he will he he was wilting as champion. I feel like that spotlight. I, I feel like when he became champion. He was never sort of featured as I. So they started to tease, and this is another thing that's been kind of weird. Is they 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 were teasing when Kenny left Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and their issues, and that's been sort of put on the back burner. The whole Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, the Undisputed Era thing, and I feel like they had a really great opportunity, given the relationship between the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page to tell a story that felt bigger and more compelling than when they eventually got around to Cole and Hangman. And I feel like that kind of spotlight, that kind of those kind of relationship issues showing like leading to Hangman understanding man, I am by myself. Like I thought that the Bucks might have had my back after Kenny left and then when they allowed Kenny to lose instead of interfering and they allowed me to pick up the win, I feel like there could have been a little bit more focus on getting Hangman to this point. Um, and so I do think that it's 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 one chapter in a much larger story. Um, that being said, I do think that there were things about the title reign that could have been improved upon to more organically get us to the point where he was, where we saw last night, where he was such a mess identity-wise. Um, so I think I think there could have been improvements to it. Um, one, not to say this is this would be for sure any aspect of kind of what you're talking about, but maybe 
maybe as far as the Kenny Young Bucks aspect, they weren't expecting Kenny to be out for as long as he's going to be out. That's entirely possible. They, maybe they had a timeline for that story, and then once they found out that Kenny's going to be out for a lot longer, like, okay, well, maybe we'll just we'll push on that for now and come back around to it at some point. Mm-hmm. That's entirely possible. Well, not, well I, mean, I don't. Know. We, we might know at some point. It'd be interesting. Yeah. We got to get, got to get one. I honestly feel no disrespect intended to anybody at all, but I, I honestly would love a lot more questions about creative to Tony Khan. And I feel like if you or I, if if you and I had the sack to go to one of those media scrums and stand up and ask him some of that stuff, I think we could get some really interesting answers. Because I am really curious about like how Tony views Hangman Page in terms of the overall story in AEW, because he is the soul of AEW. And I feel like his story is a very important one that Tony is telling. Um, and, and I'm really curious to get his thoughts about that stuff Yeah, and not have to dig through a bunch of episodes of like, you know, busted open <laughs> because maybe yeah. he talks about that stuff. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll answer some more of your questions and then we'll do a raid. Uh, later on tonight, I will be live at twitch.tv forward slash MF Steve here, creating the new W Steve W arena. So uh, be sure to follow over there. Thanks everybody for tuning in until next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's list, you know, and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.